0: 99. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm Keith. I'm Tim. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so First Peter. First yes, Peter is one of my favorite books um, in the back half of the New Testament, I should, I should say. <laughs> um, and the main thing you need to remember about First Peter as you read it is that our hope in the midst of suffering is one way we can maintain our Christian witness to a watching world, mm. right? Mm. Open to of Suffering is a way we can maintain our witness to a watching world. And, you know, written by the apostle Peter, um, you know, uh, to this dispersed group of Christians around Asia minor who were under persecution for their faith. And the thing he is going to lay out is the way that Christ suffered, right? Mm. Obviously unjustly for his, um, obedience to the father that nonetheless, we ought to suffer as well for our obedience to God mm. as well. And both of us will be, uh, Christ has already been rewarded with his glory, but mm. we will be as well. We have an inheritance waiting on us. And that is the thing that keeps us going. Um, mm. And so Peter, man, he going to start off to the chosen, live in his exiles, dispersed abroad in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, chosen again, according to the foreknowledge of God, the father, through the sanctifying work of the spirit to be obedient to the be sprinkled with the blood of jesus christ right off the bat peter is using a ton of old testament imagery (laughs) and he's going to use the old testament Mm. Uh, again the new testament authors use the old testament without explicitly quoting it right Mm. and so he's using the language of exiles right and i love that language because um you know in the old testament israel was exiled they became foreigners among the nations of the world and peter is saying you guys ought to see yourselves as christians that way now right? right Uh, The word he uses for exiles can be translated as sojourners, as foreigners, as strangers, right? Mm -hmm. And um, all he's trying to say is, is that uh, as believers, this earth is not our present home, right? Christians should be those, and often um, we are those that feel like strangers, right? In our own physical and geographical homes, Mm -hmm and it's because we are right we are those who feel this unending tension Mm. right because we are always swimming against stream uh the stream of
1: this age and the ways of this world yeah man um i love how peter he starts talking about this great mercy that our god and father um Mm. Mm. has given us and he talks about living hope and this imperishable Mm. um gift that we have in our inheritance yeah and then in six he says you rejoice in this now Mm because even though right now you're suffering for this short time, right? Yeah, and so, yeah. we as Christians, even now, we have to learn to interpret our earthly trouble through eternal realities, yeah. right? Like that mm, mm. everything good, that we experience now, God can and is using to conform us to the image of Christ and also prune us from the desires of this world yeah, and also prepare us for glory at yeah. the same time. So, yeah, yeah. all of this stuff, like nothing, is wasted and i love the fact that he says if necessary right yeah. they like everything has to go through god's hands mm-hmm. and if it does come to us um it's for our good in, a, in, in any you know in a way so um and then he just talks about that living hope and then he goes into a call to holy living
0: yeah uh one of the best bro man one of the best sermons i've ever heard on this idea of living hope in first peter one is by keller tim keller and it's it's amazing i i i <laughs> I I love Mm. you want to plug it on this podcast, but um, it's so crazy. I've listened to it probably 10 times and he just gives an illustration of what a living hope looks like. Mm. Right. And so um, basically there's this um, philosopher named Viktor Frankl and he's a Jewish psychoanalyst and he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. And um, long story short, the book has a recount of him being in Auschwitz, right, which was the concentration camp that had Jews held captive uh, by Nazi Germany. And he said he noticed in the camp that there were four types of people. There was the person who was experiencing this intense suffering. They just got brutal, right? They became cruel. They became uh, mean and vile to their other prisoners. And they trampled on people Mm. and did whatever they could to survive. Second, there was folks who just gave up, right? They just lost all hope. uh, And they just literally withered away and died, right? Their bodies would break down because they believed that they didn't have any hope. Mm. And it was just it. Third, it was people who was like, nah, like if we could just hold on, um, I can get all my hopes back, right? I can get my family back. I can get my wealth, my position in society, all these things. I can just get it back if I make it through the other side Well, he says after those types of people, after the, uh, ended, if they made it out alive, they fell into a deep depression mm-hmm. because what came out of it, what they were putting their hope in ultimately didn't fulfill. Mm. So then he says there was a fourth <laughs> group of people. He says, yo. It was only a few who kept their inner liberty right only a few Mm. were able to stay kind not happy but buoyant in a sense right you think of a beach ball that you try to push underwater it keeps coming back up it was it was certain people that could stay that way stay themselves to a degree and he says why he says what he concluded was that life only has meaning if we have our hope in something that suffering and death can't destroy Mm. and he was like yo those people had a meaning and a hope that death, suffering, in nothing could That'll destroy preach, it. Man. Yeah, not, nothing could destroy it. And so the folks in that camp who were part of the fourth group had a living hope, and that's the kind of hope we have as Christians, bro. <laughs> like death can't destroy our hope. Come on, death is only going to take us to where we really, on, where we man. really need, where we really need Come to be, right? On, um, not that we're trying to die or anything like that, but at the same time, <laughs> right. you know. Hope for us as Christians, man, is a glorious resurrection mm. that leads to an everlasting inheritance. And Peter's gonna talk about
1: that. Bro, I love that, man. Yeah. I love that, bro. It's yeah. um it's so cool even as he gets into this holy living. And because we have this imperishable hope, we're called to pursue his holy living. And he'll just have a bunch of imagery from the old testament yeah. um from be, you know, be holy because I am holy. He talks about what you talked about before, being strangers. Mm-hmm. Um that we are Um, Redeemed from this empty empty Way of life and inherited um, Inherited from we inherited from Our fathers Mm. um, not with perishable Things like silver and gold but with the precious blood Of Christ so he's couching Their experience Mm -hmm. Into the reality of what God's people have always been, right? Amen. Like that. Amen. He's Amen. talking about the Exodus. He's talking about uh, the Levitical law. He's talking about the covenant promises. Yeah. Um, and he's applying that to the people in that particular situation, mm. which also just, I'm sure, would just give them hope as they heard those words.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And again, harking on that Old Testament imagery, uh, he he talks about, you know, in, in four, how they're living stones, right? Mm. Uh, rejected by people, but chosen and honored by God. You yourselves as living stones, a spiritual house, our spiritual house being built to a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices accepted acceptable to God through Jesus Christ mm. and one of the things uh, here he talks about in this spiritual house is the temple right we yeah. remember the temple that was built by stones and Peter is saying that we are the temple at the church is the temple the same tabernacle that Moses built after the Exodus the same temple that Solomon built after his father passed yo like we are the, the presence of God dwells in us and he says Christ is the cornerstone, meaning not this, that, yes, like he is the first stone that is laid and gives foundation to the rest of the building. But mm-hmm. he's also united to us and inseparable from mm-hmm. us. Right. We are That's connected good. and united to Jesus forever. And nothing can change that because it's a spiritual house. Right. It ain't something we can just <laughs> yeah. throw, throw rocks at it and yeah, mess, up, mess up. Yeah. And so Peter is you going to use this language, dog. And it's so good because he goes even further to temple more temple imagery and says yo y'all a royal priesthood mm. to offer spiritual sacrifices Come on old testament what we do physical sacrifices now right. they're spiritual what are the spiritual sacrifices Read uh romans 12 yeah. um and other places in the scriptures we talk about you know present your bodies as a living sacrifice now we sacrifice yeah. our very lives for one another yeah. and that is pleasing to god yeah. and we offer spiritual sacrifices of praise yeah. to god as well which go up like the aroma did <laughs> Come like on, the okay. aroma did from Come the sacrifice in the old testament right these praises go up to god and they're pleasing in his sight so yeah. peter is using all of this imagery from the old testament to talk about their current reality yeah like you said, yeah
1: man it's um it's crazy as you continue to read in two he just starts talking about man like submit you know submit to human authority slay submit to mm-hmm. masters mm-hmm. and then even going into three you know why submit to your husbands and all of that stuff but he he couches it in 21 where he says like you are called to this mm-hmm. right because Christ also suffered for you leaving an example that you should follow in his footsteps and he goes down to just talk about kind of picking up from Isaiah 53 Um, and yeah just as a Christian we endure suffering in order to advance our witness Mm -hmm. right like this is not this is why it's redemptive suffering right like our our suffering has a purpose Mm -hmm. not only to prune us and, and conform us to the image of Christ but also to point as you were talking about earlier point the world to a greater reality than the world knows about, right? Like mm-hmm. this, this we're following this suffering servant who, oh, who overcame yeah. sin and death mm-hmm. by bearing up under suffering, yeah. right? Like Absolutely. that, he contradicts the meaning and the purpose of suffering by coming down, coming under that suffering and that weight, and then um, overcoming mm-hmm. it by you know the power of God. So yeah. just thinking about that reality, like I was suffering. Has a significant significant meaning um, And also it um, can promote Our witness to the world
0: Absolutely man Yeah so I think To your point man Like Christians should be known For the ways in which They've suffered so faithfully mm. Right I think that's I think that's what he's getting at here yep. And I think there's a stream of Christianity That I think both of, uh, both of us know well Where one side says, "All right, Jesus is just our example. We don't need him yep. as savior. We don't need all that other stuff. We just need to follow and live the life he lived." Yep. And then there's the other side: like, "No, no, no. He's just our savior, right? <laughs> like we're saved. That example stuff is not what we own." Right. And Peter is like, "No, no, no. He's both, right? Yeah." Like, and I think he's he's using the more the example side here is like, look at the way Christ suffered. Right. Mm. He is the perfect human being. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. and we are to pattern our lives, uh, after him. Um one of the things I, I will say too is uh, in 4 when he comes down to um, talking about uh, just the way we ought to live he says man you know this remaining time in the flesh not for human desires right it's mm. for God's will yep. um, and then he's like you already spent mad time doing the wild <laughs> stuff bro like you was <laughs> right, you was on right, everything right, right? right, right. Was, he's was like you good on that he's like yep. now cats is surprised yep. that you don't join them in the same way same fashion of living uh, that you used to yep. and I thought about um, St. Augustine uh he says he has this part uh, i think i think it's in his confessions but he talks about where uh so saint augustine we talked about him on this podcast before uh one of the greatest christian theologians of all time one of my favorites he uh was very promiscuous in his life before before Mm. christ and one of his old mistresses saw him (laughs) and seeing seeing him uh the story goes that uh she said that augustine it is i and without turning mm-hmm. back, Augustine replied, yes, but it is no longer I. Mm. Um, and just, yeah, like he didn't carry on in the things he used to. And we, we often realize, bro, that um, because we don't do the things we used to, uh, we are slandered. Right. Yeah. And that is a form of persecution as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And, you know, again, that goes back to us being strangers, though. Right. Where mm-hmm. we are mocked, often maligned, made fun of and misunderstood because we are exiles we are strangers we have a new identity purchased for us by christ and this place is not our home so we're going against the way of culture and the way of Mm -hmm. the world and we need to press into that yeah because of a witness yeah
1: and even at the end of of four where you see he says, so then let us who suffer according to god's will and trust himself to a faithful creator while doing good like that we we see in the life of christ Mm. that there is benefits to Faithful suffering, yeah, right? Like yeah. because he endured um, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Hebrews twelve, 12 where we yeah. see that reality, um, where there's joy on the other side. And I know you and you and John always say this. Like we talk about the Bible, when Jesus talks about his death, he always is talking about the resurrection. Mm-hmm. There's no resurrection without the crucifixion, mm-hmm. and there's also no resurrection, or no crucifixion without the, the resurrection. resurrection. So yeah. it's important for us to always just remember that in mm-hmm. our minds.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, and. You know, man, it's just crazy that uh, he goes on and on. And like you said, bro, the resurrection is the thing that we need to have our minds on as Christians because our hope lies there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think about, too, the way that, man, just thinking about this whole text, um, Peter calls us like this royal priesthood. Yeah. And um, one of the things that it reminds me of in the Old Testament, if we remember, Israel was supposed to be a kingdom of priests. So Exodus 19, after they received the law, Moses is like, yo, y'all going to be a kingdom of priests. I'm not sure they understood it then. Mm. But um, one of the functions of the priests in the Old Testament was to bless God's people. Right. And and so one of the things that I think the church uh, or the text says the church is supposed to do is we are. Israel is supposed to be a light to the nations. Isaiah 49, Isaiah right. 42. Yep. They didn't. Jesus was the ultimate light. And right. now as Christians, we are that light. And so we proclaim the the excellencies of, of Jesus, of Christ to the world, even in the midst of suffering. <laughs> so it's not just that we proclaim with our words for sure, yeah. but we even proclaim it with our lives. Mm. And again, that is the way that people say, oh, no, no, something different. <laughs> yeah. Something different about y'all over yeah. there, right? Something, yeah. something is different about these Christians who uh, can endure such, um, yeah, suffering
1: for who they are and yet still remain faithful to the yeah. call God has given them. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, that's good, bro. Um Chapter five, man. Yep. Um, you see he's talk he starts to talk about the elders and he talks about shepherding shepherding God's flock, um, faithfully, right? Mm-hmm. And um you see the big thing for me in, in five is I've always heard this this scripture my whole life, you know, casting all your cares on Him because He cares for you. Yeah. Um. And that's been like a okay, I received this promise. Like I'm going right. through something. Like okay, let me you know read this and you know I can feel good after you know after I read it. Yeah. But in the context of context. what Peter is talking about, yes, he's talking about a suffering people mm-hmm. under hostility. Yeah. Um. And he's speaking to those who under suffering are tempted to blame their leaders. Mm. Because of the suffering. Right. And mm. so he's encouraging them that God is caring for you through the mm. faithful elders that he's mm. placed yes. in your life Amen. in the midst mm. of this hardship. Right. Mm. And that's just mm. a that's an important word for us to hold on to now going through this pandemic and like all these different things. And we see um, leaders who have, have fallen. But there's there's so many good faithful Man. leaders yeah. within the church mm-hmm. right now even though there's a lot of crazy stuff going on within the church it's right. so many faithful and we our, our church Cornerstone we love our, our pastors and we're so thankful for them there's so many great leaders that God has blessed us with and he's just encouraging the people listen I've given you shepherds to mm-hmm. care for you yeah. in the midst of suffering you can trust them because I placed them um in your life to care for you
0: absolutely yeah man uh i think it's co- so cool and we run out of time but it's so cool two things are really cool to me one is that at the end of peter's life christ restores him he denies christ three times christ mm-hmm. restores him and he talks about shepherding and feeding the sheep <laughs> yep. and then peter we see changed by the power of the resurrection he's yep. now saying the same stuff yep. and then also we know from history not in the scriptural not in the scripture but um history will say that peter died as well mm. he he lived out what he preached he, his message he actually was crucified upside down because he said yeah i'm not worthy to be crucified mm. the same way christ was yeah, man. and he suffered to the end knowing he had a cross to carry but even more so that he had a resurrection to uh that was to come as well that's dope man it's
1: dope yeah let me let me pray for yep. us father i thank you um for this imperishable hope you've given us father mm. i pray that we would um, meditate on it and reflect on it daily and um, yes. I pray Lord because of it that we will live holy lives yes. um, in the midst of any opposition that we may face God fill us with your Holy Spirit and help us to walk with you faithfully in Jesus name Amen